0: There's joy in every journey.
1: In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where dirt and spray visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with dirt and spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Wednesday. Brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Let's go to the division round of the playoffs, the game that I know we're all excited for. The closest point spread this weekend in the NFL. It is San Francisco. It is Dallas. The Cowboys get their first road playoff win in a long, long time. Is the closest them? spread? I believe so. Four points. Yeah. Let me hold on. Oh, yeah. Cause Cincinnati, Buffalo was you got like five. five and a half in yeah. Buffalo, Cincinnati. You got seven and a half in Philly, New York, and you got eight and a half wow. in uh, Jacksonville and Kansas City. So this is the closest one we got. Kevin Hagelin, our good buddy from Dallas 1053, the fan at oh thank Kevin on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Kevin, good morning to you. How are they feeling in Big D, man? First road playoff win in a long time Are the Dallas Cowboys officially back on the map?
2: it's been 30 years since they had a road playoff win. So every time you say a long time, I'm like, yeah, it's 30 years. And it really, really hurts. That last road playoff win, incidentally enough, was against the San Francisco 49ers. And I think – I think people are pretty stoked around here, but there are also, as you could probably guess, a certain amount of Cowboys fans that are programmed for doom and gloom and are just waiting and counting down <laughs> the days until they get it beat down by the Niners.
3: <laughs> it's, you make it sound like, Kevin, it's, it's almost something that they enjoy in a sick way that they're just like, yeah, that team's better than us. They're going to beat us. That just stems from last year, right?
2: No, 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 no. It stems from 27 years of not being who we used to be. We definitely have some masochistic Cowboys fans around here. I think they dig the fact that we're going up against the San Francisco team that beat us last year. And they're like, you just wait, because you know how it is. I'm sure you guys run into this all the time. People would rather be right than happy that their team won. So yeah. we have people who are like, they're going to get destroyed by the Niners, and you know they're kind of rooting for that.
1: <laughs> so funny, man. <laughs> I love the way the fans will, will twist things in their mind. Let's get to a couple of things, and we were just talking about this before we brought you on, Kevin, and that is this, how you feel about head coaches that are left in the playoffs. So I know Mike McCarthy, like the, the whole thing about him getting hired and then like lying to Jerry Jones about watching film was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> losing the playoffs last year right out of the gate, you're like, okay, he's probably gone. They stick with him. Now they've won a playoff game. Are the tides shifting on Mike McCarthy? Is this, hey, you got a great OC and a great DC, and that's why you're winning? How are people down there feeling about the head coach?
2: i think i think the tides are kind of shifting because people appreciate now don't get me wrong like i'm not saying this is the level of success of jimmy johnson or anything like that but he allowed so much responsibility to his oc and dc and was like a manager of people and i think more and more people are starting to see that like mike mccarthy might be an effective manager of people of people so he might not fit like your traditional thought of when y'all were talking about watching film breaking down analytics and still understanding time clock management, which I have an issue with, and things of that ilk. But he seems to be a really good manager of people, and maybe that's just what this thing needs. We've tried everything else.
3: Kevin, I I emailed the Dallas Cowboys, and I asked them to refund my bet I made the week they played Washington and completely no-showed, and they actually pointed to to you. They said, Kevin Eglin's going to have to pay you back for that, not us. That's his responsibility. (laughs) So before you pay me back, I want to ask, why did why what is it about this team what is it about them that shows me that game against washington and then in a playoff game where a lot of people are fading them because it's Tom Brady and they don't trust Dak they play maybe their best game of the year like what is it about Dallas that has this jekyll and hyde kind of nature to them
2: So I know the number one argument would be that they're allergic to success. And I know a lot of people firmly believe that. Let me tell you this, though. If I could accurately predict which Cowboys team was going to show up every single week, I would have (laughs) enough money to pay back your bet, your bet, and everybody's bet in the world because I'd be the richest human on planet Earth. Like, watch out, Elon Musk. Here I come. Because I don't get it. And like Jerry Jones told us, Mike McCarthy told us, they weren't sandbagging against Washington. They were trying in hopes that they would get the number one seed. if they got straight up punched in the face. And then they go out there and dominate against Tampa. The one thing I will say is Tampa is a bad team. Like I said that again and again going into this. I know Tom Brady, playoff magic, all of that. But that is a bad team. So you thumped around a bad team. This is a market step up in competition.
1: Yeah, we'll see how they handle it. Kevin Hagelin is our guest, one hundred five three, the fan in Dallas. Now we got to get to the the big storyline from Wildcard Weekend, and I, I guess one of them was that Dak Prescott maybe played the best game of his career. The only thing that we were focusing sure. on late in that game, though was what was going on with the kicker situation. And it, it kept me around. Like, now, I was a heavy cowboy minus two and a half better, despite them biting me in week 18. The first two, I screamed at my television, Brett Maher, you're a bum, go home. The next two were just, I mean, that, at that point, it was, like, certifiably funny. They're sticking with him. Make that make sense.
2: Yeah, so I wonder if at any point you yelled at your TV like Dak Prescott did when he said, then go to the F for two, right. which was amazing. I got to tell you, I I don't have a good explanation for why they're sticking with him. So how about I tell you an anecdote about the saga of Brett Maher when it came to my wife, is my wife is watching the game with me. And by the time he missed the second and they kept showing him, she goes, oh, I just feel so sad for him. And then he misses three, four. She is just so depressed for him, even though we're dominating the game. By the time he made the fifth, extra point or the first extra point on the fifth attempt, she looked at me and her eyes were kind of watering and she goes, I think I might cry. And (laughs) so the emotional. To that was something I was not prepared for, and I the Cowboys like to lean back on regular season success because, like, he did have a phenomenal regular season. I am surprised that they are not bringing in competition for this week.
3: Uh, Kevin, 10-year-old me cannot bring bring myself to actually say Cowboys win, but I, if I'm just looking at a betting angle, the way I saw them play last week, the Brock Purdy, like, love story is if he's, like, Patrick Mahomes. I kind of like Cowboys getting four points this weekend on the road. Again, the consistency thing will be brought up, and we'll see what they do there. What do you like about this matchup? I know they beat them last year in the wild card round, but what we've seen from these two teams, what do you like in terms of matchups for Dallas?
2: I think one of the, the biggest thing you have to like from that matchup of Dallas against Tampa Bay that could potentially transfer over is that secondary played phenomenally against Tampa, and that's the key against San Francisco because I know Brock Purdy went off against Seattle. I'm not disrespecting that, but if you look at the splits between wide receivers with five yards of separation, which is an enormous amount of separation, Mm -hmm. versus under five yards of separation, Brock Purdy struggled under five yards of separation. So if your defensive backfield can play competently, you can maybe rattle him.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Well, there you go. Kevin Hagelin, I can't wait, man. Niners, is this the most aesthetically pleasing uniform game for you two? Like Niners and Cowboys is is as good as it
3: gets for me.
2: Yeah, I could see that, but I also have an intrinsic hate in my heart for the 49ers because yeah. of the history, so yes. yeah. I might not be able to put that aside.
3: That's the funny thing, Kevin, is like I, I kind of grew up a Niner fan because we don't have a team out here and they're always on TV. Like you just end up hating other franchises well. when, you, when you pick a team. We do have – I got one thing I want to throw at you. Sounds like this
2: phone call's over then. <laughs> sounds like we're done.
3: Well, you haven't paid my bet back. Uh, our producer, Swag – Again, grew up here, so you pick your team. He grew up with the Cowboys and Staubach, and he became a diehard Cowboy fan. He jumped off the bandwagon this year. They finally broke him. He is now a free agent of fandom. And I want to get your two cents how often you get listeners out in Dallas who are like, I'm done with this team. They either come come crawling back or they truly live by their word and they're actually done with the Cowboys. <laughs>
2: It's an annual rite of passage after week 17 or after the wild card round because of the history of this playoff team in the last quarter century, but. I feel like most of them come back because, like, what did we started talking about at the beginning? Cowboys fans, some of them, love to be miserable. So they're like, no, I'll be back. I'll get kicked in the junk again.
3: He is a Blazer fan. That's why I was surprised he jumped off the Cowboy train. He does like to get kicked in the junk. That's well, he's a fact. also a Dodger
1: fan. and They haven't won a real-world series in over 30 years. That's you know? true. So he's
3: wow, a lot, yeah. a lot of
1: suffering. Over Take there. that,
2: pandemic-world <laughs> series. <laughs>
1: there you go, Kevin Anglin. Oh, thank Kevin. Go give him a follow on Twitter, our good buddy, 105.3, the fan down in Dallas. Enjoy the game this weekend. Thanks for the time, man. Hopefully, we can catch up again soon.
2: Later, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.